Oh God, I'm late for my podcast. Welcome back to the Cranium Cast Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. We're not going to bother with last names. We're on a first name basis now. At least I hope so. Give me a second to cool down, because I did that intro a couple times, and we're going straight into it. (sighs) Okay. What's up? How are you guys? I didn't forget about you. We're back with another dope podcast. Um, it's really nice to keep doing this, and it kind of feels weird because I kind of haven't haven't been working on too much the past few days. I've really just been kind of um, getting my bearings and uh, doing a lot of personal growth. And now I, I really kind of like, okay, maybe I need to pick back up a little bit, but it's okay. You come in waves. Today, I really have, I was really debating because I knew I was going to want to do a podcast this week or sometime soon, but uh, I didn't know quite exactly what it is I wanted to talk about, but I just you know, kind of thought, well, what's been on my mind recently? And something I've been really trying to be more mindful of in a lot of ways is um, ultimately it comes down to being present and having love, and true love, and I'm, pr- I'm sure I've mentioned, I know I always talk about being present, and I've definitely probably talked about true love before, maybe on my last, one of my last two podcasts, but, um, sorry, I was reading my notes, but uh, I think today it would be a great chance to really evaluate that, and um, uh, of, like, our, uh, go, go on about that, and talk about that a little bit more in depth, so, I'm really worried. I'm kind of like, part of me being real, part of me is kind of worried that I'm going to sound a little off right now, but it's okay. We'll pick up. And uh, thank you guys for coming back. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I just want to say that for everyone who's been listening to my past couple and who's tuned into some of the past ones and seen the growth or just seen everything that's been going on and stuck around or whoever's new, who's old, whatever you are, whoever you are, thank you. I'm grateful. Now that we've gotten uh, the pleasantries out of the way, phew, finally, we can talk about me. No. Um, <laughs> that joke's old. Uh, so, guys, something I've really been trying to do more is just being present. I find a lot of times my brain thinks a lot. My brain goes a lot, maybe because I've allowed it to go a lot. And so something I've really tried to do now uh, and more recently is really just tune into the present. I got home from the gym yesterday, and I, I hadn't really – well, I needed to eat. It was like – 11:30 probably and I need a shower but there was a storm going on so I, I didn't I was like I'll just sit for a second and let the storm pass and then I'll go do everything so I kind of used it as a chance to meditate or uh, something but I wasn't like sitting in a posture my eyes weren't closed really I was upstairs in my room and I was sitting on um, my couch in the attic and I um I started having a really weird feeling come over me, and I didn't understand why. 
uh, I, I have a lot of times, not a lot, I don't know, I, I have them at times where I'll be sitting throughout my day and I'll get a random wave of something that comes over me, a random emotion or a random feeling of some sort, and I don't quite understand it. Uh, I could be having a really amazing day in the sense of my feelings and be in such a more euphoric, uh, loving, appreciative, or whatever state that you want to call it. But I find that sometimes I'll have this wave of something that comes over me, and I'm not sure if you guys do too, but I find some people who can relate to this at times, where you are sitting and out of nowhere it feels like you have... um, Something just makes you so uncomfortable and you want to do anything to get away from it. And for a while, I had a lot of things or vices or things I do just to get away from it. I try my best to ignore it until it was gone because it really just bothered me and I couldn't stand it. But I really have been in, in the last episode, we talked about acceptance, I'm pretty sure. And this time I you know I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of my topics I talk about to you guys are really just things that I'm going through and really things that I feel like me talking about it to y'all gives me a chance to further reinstill that message in myself by giving it back to y'all or giving it out to y'all or just kind of be a, like an affirmation of some sort and just remind myself, hey, these are the things that truly matter. These are the things that are important to me at the time. And these are the things I feel are uh, that are um what work or whatever it may be or things that I find valuable uh, in whatever way. And I talked about this in the last one of knowing that you have to accept it all and the great times are going to have bad times for what they may seem like, but depending on how you react to it is what truly matters. I've, I rewatched The Matrix, um, the trilogy, this past week, and oh my god, I love The Matrix, first off. It's such a great movie or great series, but I didn't understand whenever Neo was talking to the architect, and uh, in the third one, he is fighting, he's fighting Agent Smith, and uh, he asks him when he keeps getting up, after he's, I guess, merged with um, the Matrix, or merged with um, the machine, or whatever you want to call that, he says, why do you keep doing it? You know, why do you keep getting up? Why do you keep choosing to do this? Or, or why do you keep doing this? And Neo says, because I choose to. And at first, I didn't really get that. I didn't really understand why he said, um, because I choose to. Part of, you know, I, I get, you know, you chose to, but I'm like, well, what's the deeper meaning behind it? What's the crazy, what's your purpose? It's not for someone. It's not for blah, blah, blah. All he said was, because I choose to. And... It kind of clicked when I rewatched it now, uh, or the other day, where he's just kind of like, he chose to, because he chooses to. And it's, everything in life is a choice. And I hung out with my buddy Marcus, or Hollow Sinatra, last week, and we were talking, and he had a realization that we discussed about how uh, he realized he had so many choices in his life, and he's had so many choices for everything, and they make such a big difference over time that you may not, we may not always recognize in the moment. And um, you ultimately have a choice, and it's the freedom of life. I, I and I looked at some f- uh, philosophy video by I think Sisyphus fifty five. I love that channel, and a new channel I found too called Mostly True. Shout out to them. But there is this philosopher, or there's somebody, something Frankel. Uh, excuse me for not knowing the full name, and uh, he was someone who was in concentration camps, lost his wife, I think, to concentration camps, and 
and just had a wide experience of things that happened during his lifetime. And he found that the the freedom of life isn't the circumstances always, um, or maybe even at all. Uh, We often look for freedom to be, we choose what happens to us and what happens externally around us. But ultimately, our true freedom and choice comes from how we react to things. We're given that choice of how to react and how we want to handle a situation, an emotion, a interaction, a circumstance, or anything of the sort. I pretty much named them all, I think. <laughs> but it's 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 finding that, and it's something I, I feel like I used to have. There was a whenever I was still wrestling, uh, when I was at Life University my freshman year, and a little bit before that, I had really taken on a lot of attitudes and mindsets by uh, a company called Wrestling Mindset. And I found their, I follow their page on Instagram. And they'd always say when they worked with our team and anything on their page of, you have control of two things, your attitude and your effort. Nothing else is in your control. The, your match isn't in your control uh, or in the sense of like what, what the ref does, how the other kid wrestles, how anything around you is happening. All you can control is how you respond to something and how your how your approach towards something is what what's your effort towards it what's your energy what is how do I choose to handle this situation and that's something I bought into and I I developed and this was a little bit before I found out about my brain tumor and this was when I developed such a beautiful mindset of like I and I still had low moments don't get me wrong but I felt like I bounced back uh, quicker or I felt like I was able to handle it much better or mature because I understood that yeah this may be a sucky situation but what am I to do you know I can't really fix it or change it so why am I freaking out why should I freak out is it even worth it you know and um, realizing that the true champion mindset or the true success and 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 the way to get yourself out of a pit uh, mentally or just in a, a rough time in your life that's happening around you in a phase or whatever is your approach to it. And don't get me wrong, you know, even then, you still might fold. But and, and something I have to remind myself is even then when you mess up, you can still change how you react to that. You know, it's like, how long do you want to sit here and uh, be mad at yourself for messing up? Now you're just continuing to mess up in a sense. But if you accept that you messed up and you keep moving, then did you even really mess up? Like, or at least that bad? You know, you really probably didn't even do that bad. Uh, and you didn't, you caught it early, you catch that emotion, you catch that rise of the ego or whatever it may be early to where you don't have to, um, you don't have to let it evolve into something huge. It doesn't have to be a scene. It doesn't have to be a huge, uh, emotional outburst or like a volcano erupting. You catch it and you address it early, but being present has, is something that's really, uh, beautiful and truthfully, Another thing is uh, that I've read in my books uh, by Eckhart Tolle, which I didn't realize this. Well, I, I found out about it, uh, I think, around the time it dropped or maybe a little bit afterwards. But Kendrick Lamar is either working with or just in like association with Eckhart Tolle right now um, for his own spiritual work and help. But references him on his album. And that was so fascinating to me because I have finished I, this uh, Eckhart Tolle song I reference a lot. And to everyone on here and everything, and I'm, right now I am reading his book, The Power of Now. 
And last night, whenever I was um, unsettled, I started reading this new book that I got a little while or around the same or the same time I got the power of now. I think it's called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, which it says in the very introduction of it that it really could also just be called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Life because they work in accordance to really find and give bring yourself true happiness and joy and love. And um, something it talks about in The Power of Now, which obviously by the name, it's it's a big book about just being presence and, or present and the importance of presence. And it's crazy because so much of this revolves a lot of spiritual things. I mean... There's the duality of the form and the formless, and you can look look at that as like a plus or a T-shape, um, like an intersection. And uh, the horizontal line is the form, and the vertical is the formless. And the formless is the spiritual. The formless is space. The formless is what you indulge in or uh, partake in and, and, and slip into whenever you're present, whenever you meditate, whenever you have a moment of silence. Uh, you know any of these kind of things and the form is our external it's the material and people often look for spirituality in the form when in reality it's it's not there it's not in the form and they're listening to all these loud things around them when it's right here right now it's not anywhere it's not over there it's not yesterday it's, it's, it wasn't yet it wasn't there it isn't going to be there it is exactly right here and Something in the power of now it talks about is time is just an illusion. Time is not real. You have, forgive me if I butcher this, um, you have clock time, and I think the other one is psychological time. So clock time is practical use. Like, you know, I have work at this time, and I'm going to go there and do this, or you know, I cook this for 10 minutes or however, you know, it's things you use to be functional in our world. But psychological time is when you start, your mind starts going and drifting away to uh, memories and getting it attached and imprinted, imprinting it, your subconscious with memories that, again, are all an illusion because there's no past. It's a memory that you're tapping into and remembering right now. So even when you're thinking of past times, you're still here and um or it's slipping into the future which again it all comes from now which the future can bring about more anxiety or stress or worry because your mind has drifted off somewhere into a projection of what could be and you are still here in the present and you can't close that gap or bridge that gap because you can never leave the now you're always only here so and for me to be a big thinker, it's something I've been big on for trying to just accept where I am and not catch and catch myself early when I find myself drifting away and into any of those states and remembering the importance of right now. And that is a beautiful thing because um, ultimately, again, for spirituality, for peace, for uh calmness for a multitude of things it all comes from right now and we get so lost i think it says this in the power of now but for our the times we're in right now we're in the age of i think productivity is what he says and it means you know we're expected to be something and i'm 20 about to be 21 in a couple months and trust me uh, i'm transitioning from 
I'm dropping out of college and um, it, because I feel like and I had just changed my major too a couple months before I decided to do this which is you know crazy I, I, I say crazy but um, I've just been trying to figure out what's for me and I realized that while I feel like I can maybe gain some things from college but where I was and where I am at uh, in school I felt like they aren't really leading towards what my heart and my dreams call me to do and uh, with my music and my art in general. And while they may be a service in some small ways, it's mainly just a safety net for me to feel like I'm um, uh, you know, doing something and I'm, I'm doing something right for me or right, right in general, not even for me, but just right by the world standards of, you know, you graduate, you go to school and you go get a job and you go do this, which... You know, if that's for you, that's fine. But I'm saying in the sense of a lot of people, you know, it's a lot of people I feel like, and this may just be a projection of me, but people are scared to just be them. And people are scared to do what they truly want to do. And the more and more I research about the in the power of now or spirituality or other things is, well, I do know, I feel like there, it's a weird paradox. I go back and forth and I get conflicted in a free will and divine purpose or divine intervention or, you know, whatever. It's like I realize over time that I have more free choice and free will to do things than I believe. And I read, I heard somewhere by a woman I follow called The Alchemist um, who says that, uh, and I think this was her, but I, I read it somewhere to say the least. It really, I guess it doesn't matter too much, but uh, I don't mean to miscredit people. Um, that the more and more responsibility you're willing to take for yourself, the more and more power you'll find that you have and the more and more things you can I say not control maybe, but influence and understand in your life when you're ready for them. And so during these times, you know, this is just me being honest with myself. Um, I get nervous. I get very nervous about, you know, uh, and I, I hate to be, I don't like bringing politics or anything into anything. I don't like talking about that um, or getting consumed in that by any means. But um, you know, I, f I went to go get a haircut today and I went to go get gas afterwards and I probably spent in total like close to a hundred bucks for everything, which, you know, compared to other people might not be a lot, um, or might be to other people, uh, for both of those in total. But, you know, I, at times when I, whenever I get lost in this, cause right now I'm not working. Uh, I've just been going to school and doing that. And now that I am dropping out of college, I'm going to have to start working and providing for myself more so and um, also still finding my time and discipline to continue to work on my craft and work on my passion and knowing that I can truly do that um, and sometimes you know like I said whenever I go out or whenever I see things I can just get a little wave of I, I can get consumed in something for a second and get nervous and get lost in fear of thinking that or, or not or just hypotheticals this is where the future comes into and me projecting of saying Oh, what if this happens or what if that happens and um, what if I'm not able to do the cool things I get to do anymore and blah, blah, blah. And it's me just not, you know, one, if sometimes I'm like, well, do you not even believe in yourself? Do you not believe that you're capable of uh, controlling that or, you know, working hard? You know, you've always been a hard worker and there's no reason for you to get freaked out. And, and coming back to the present moment, it's just saying, hey, where are you right now? what is going on right now and that's all there is and like uh david hawkins i believe says uh you know you 
ultimately every fear he says comes back to the fear of death and so you can play the so what game with it so you know what if what if i don't get to have the same privileges or blessings and opportunities i do for a moment of time while i'm having to work to build up something in my career and in my craft or in my life and what or what if i don't get the job i want what if i don't you know i lose my job and i don't have this or that and he's like so what what does it matter and again, sometimes, and when I catch myself in these fear states, I realize I'm getting attached to my ego, and I'm recognizing that I'm getting lost in who I think I am and who I what I think, and on all my attachments that I have, and recognizing that, well, one, in everything I read, truthfully, we are just our consciousness. Everything that you think you are, materially, physically, anything like that, your thoughts, your personality, your job. Uh, something that talks about in the power of now is the biggest thing the ego gets you in, especially our personality, looks, um, careers, politics, nationalities, uh, I guess uh, race, religion, anything like that. And truthfully, these are all in a sense of the ego if you choose to let those identify you like that. And a lot of people do. You know, when I ask who someone is, they might say, you know, I live in Georgia right now. So, you know, I'm a Georgia resident. My name is uh, Kristen. Um, I'm a Democrat, or I'm a Republican, and I'm a Christian, or I'm I'm not, I don't believe in anything. I'm an atheist, or I'm this or that, you know. And people start telling you these things about themselves, or I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, I'm a dentist, and it's like, yeah, but that's not really you, though. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with um, having any of these traits or being any of these things. Uh, you know, I'm not attacking anybody, but it's understanding that a lot of times, you know, especially, and this is why when people have, when you argue or talk conversations come up about a lot of these topics uh, that I listed, there tends to be more defensiveness, tenseness, and aggression because people, the ego takes it personally. The ego is always in defense mode and thinking that anything that's questioning it is an attack. And, that's not the case, and you have to recognize that you are not that, so you don't take it to heart or you don't take it personally, because you are not any of those things. You may enjoy partaking in them, but you are not them, and even then, you are not your body. You you are not your mind. You are more than that, and something it talks about in the first law and in the seven laws of um, spiritual success is the law of pure potentiality, I believe it is. And this really got me excited whenever I kind of settled down because I really sat and accepted when I had my rough moment last night and I sat with it for a bit and over I didn't really understand it and I was I was getting really angry and I was wanting to like grip something I was wanting you know something triggered me and I, I one little thing would trigger me and I'd get really mad and I'd want to break something or I'd want to whatever uh, I just want to be a, a a brute or whatever and now or and when I sat there I'm like okay, let me sit with it and, and release this tension, accept it, and understand that there's, what is this trying to tell me? What is the lesson in this? And that I have control of this right now, and I want to make sure that I'm being a good example for myself, and I don't want to continue a habit or a pattern or cycle that I don't wish to be in. And it talks about uh, when I picked up this book after I was more calm was, okay, so... If everything in the world is 
pure consciousness or I guess made from pure consciousness or at least all people is we are truthfully all made up. We are all the come from source and we are all um, technically one in a sense, but we are in an illusion or disguise that we are playing on ourselves of thinking that we are more separate than we are. And this is where I say the ego separates us because the more you judge and the more you put labels and attachments and analyzations on things uh, and getting lost in that, you say, well, this person isn't me because we're different races or we're different uh, genders or sexes or we're different sexualities, we're different religions, we're different ethnic groups, we're different whatever. So now you've labeled things and now you've separated yourself more. And don't get me wrong, I think, like, we're all, like, everyone that they get to play at right now and their character or their person that we are being in this experience on this earth is beautiful. And it's really unique and it's such a beautiful journey to observe and watch. But understanding that we are truly all more connected than we really realize a lot of times. And we are more united than we always, we, than we necessarily give ourselves credit for. And recognizing that, so we are, we are all... Uh, in a like in Jungian terms, um, source co- or collective consciousness. You know, you have your individual right now, but we all come from collective consciousness or are a part of collective consciousness. It's like a piece of a puzzle. One of us is a piece, but there's a whole picture that we do make up, and recognizing that. And so, that means all of the pot- pure potentiality. If uh, I'm wording this properly, is recognizing that um, the 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 pure potentially potentiality energy creativity anything that people want and when people try to manifest things with whatever and affirmations and all these other things is recognizing hey um i am also that and so when you recognize that you're also that you realize that you have everything and this is where like um teachings and the affirmations of saying that you have everything you need or you have anything you need at your disposal the whole world is in your hands you it's true because when you can learn how to tap into that and understand how that is true you recognize that these things the there's an illusion that things are more separate from you than they are and not just in a sense of as an humanitarian standpoint but also saying in the sense of uh, all of the resources we desire and whatever it is we like in this world and it's something it talks about in this uh, the law of pure potentiality is that a lot of times uh, the book or the book elaborates on saying a lot of times people think that to get what you want or accomplish a dream, everything requires hard work. And don't get me wrong, there there's levels of discipline, there's levels of effort and things that go into things. And I've had to work hard for a lot of practices and things I've come to realize in my life. But um, I feel like the more and more I, I practice a lot of these disciplines to remove the weeds out of my garden of my mind to understand that it's a lot simpler than we make it out to be. And the way that a lot of pictures are painted for us as a child. They're misportrayed and they're misconstrued and they're not actually accurate. That's not actually how it really has to be. It doesn't have to be. If you want it to be difficult, it will be. But it can be a lot more easy. And this is when I talk about being in a flow state or certain things. But it talks about you know when you, when you can be in a state of stillness or meditating or just being in that state of presence and diving in under the, the surface level of your ocean of thoughts and beneath the waves that are constantly making so much noise and you can dive down and tap into the state of stillness, the state of quiet and silence that you you are and find all of this energy and source in, 
things can be a lot easier. But again, we just don't usually take, at least over here um, in America, I don't know about other countries or just more Western in general, but um, we tend to get lost in so much of the world and so much of the things around us. And we don't always take the time. Like something I catch myself all the time. Like right now, I get on Instagram. I get on Snapchat, check. I know no one's even Snapchatted me. I get, I go look and see if anyone posts anything cool. I might check to see what my memories were, even though I probably checked them twice already or five times already today. And then as soon as I scroll off that, I go to Instagram and I go to check both of my accounts to see who's posted anything, if I got a notification or whatever. And usually I don't get anything. And I then I'll scroll for a second because I'm bored. And it's such a terrible cycle of like dopamine or whatever. Or, and I don't even like it. But I'm I'm not stuck, but I'm I'm catching myself being in that. And so it's trying to recognize like, yo, this is draining so much of my energy. And I think I've started to notice it because I've kind of gotten hooked into it more recently. Of, I could be spending this time doing so much more important things or so much more positive and encouraging things. And a lot of times on this, I get caught catching myself um, finding negativity somewhere. And so like every time at least I get on social media now, if I see something that's constantly feeding me negativity or I'm catching some sort of negativity in it I unfollow I try to remove myself from that and I just try to catch myself and remind myself that that's not who I am that's not what I that's not what I want to surround myself with and I, I, I want love and I don't want to attract and put out more negative energy into the world than there already is and even though I've had a rough moment yesterday I've still found so much love recently and I think ever since I you know I the podcast I did two podcasts ago, I think that'd be 12 um, or 11, I think 12. Um, whatever I did when I was up in the morning. And I said I had such a loving state. And since then, I've really just been trying to maintain that and remind myself and stay connected to that state of mind and remind myself that there is so much love in the world. Even with all this craziness going on, it's just another illusion. Um, there's still so much beauty in this world, but what a lot of you know people talk about so much of what the media surrounds us with they want that attention they want you to see the pain in it they want you to they want you to get hooked onto something and i feel like so much of this is just such a weird stockholm syndrome it's like you doesn't really have to be this way and a lot of it even isn't really this bad to begin with with just people or the world and don't get me wrong there are rough things happening but and i'm not just trying to say again the world isn't just apples and oranges or peaches or whatever but it's um what I'm not gonna sit here and just because it's bad doesn't mean I have to react negatively to that. Just because it's bad doesn't mean I have to feed into it even worse. You know, um, there's still so much beauty happening, uh, and I catch myself, especially when I'm out at the gym, um, or I'm out um, in public in general, and I see like I had I had some, especially if I'm on the road and I see somebody like driving recklessly or driving stupid or just really annoying me uh, beside me. Um, I get very frustrated quick and part of me, like I, I want the attention and the, like that instant gratification and pleasure, which there's a duality of pain and pleasure where if you don't have one, you have the other and that's not true happiness. But I want that pleasure of getting to, uh, show that person. Like this is why I say, like sometimes people try to play God sometimes and control other people and, and force things onto them. This isn't true love, but of, um, saying that or I, I just want the attention of like saying like hey you're a really shitty driver or uh like fix your shit or just whatever I want to say or like I, I'd want to drive I like if they pass me and someone passes me because like I'm going like 
seven over the speed limit, 10 over the speed limit, and that's not fast enough to whoever, wherever I'm at. And they pass me. Sometimes I want to speed up and just pass them and be like, no, you can't pass me. Like, I'm, you need to calm down. I Like, you need to calm down, but now I'm not calm. So it's such a hip, hypocrite. And I've allowed, that's allowing, you know, being more reactive to people than observatory or observative um, of people and what's happening and, and letting their negativity feed into mine, or even if that's not what their intentions were, but allowing that to seep into my life when it has no purpose of being there. It's not really bringing me anything but that negativity. And so, like I said, that why I say about true love is that true love is being able to love people for who they are and accepting things, loving yourself for your light and your dark, for your positives and your shadow, you know, for what you want to be for your source, but also for your even your ego, you know, your ego can be a tool for you. And, but it's not, a lot of these things of the mind and the ego and all these things is a tool, but not being consumed in it. But it's usually the opposite for all of us. And we have to work our way backwards to figure out how to really instill the proper thing for us. But that true love comes into play when I'm at the gym and I see people who, you know, and this, this is just me being real. And I may sound like an asshole for it, but if I am, you know, I'm sorry, I'm trying to work on it. But it's, it's, I see people who look really ignorant. I see people who are really, look really stupid uh, in my eyes. And, and I'm like, these people are like, they have such stupid focuses. They have such stupid uh, priorities. Uh, They look really ignorant and arrogant and uh, they're lost in such bullshit. And now I'm judging and now I'm losing, I'm giving away more energy to negative things when I have no reason to judge. Uh, and again, I've been these things at times too. And so I think that's what triggers it the most to me is when I see bits of myself in that. And it's like, part of me wants to, I'd love to just go around and I think this is my ego maybe, or I don't know, but it's not really what I should do of, I want to go around and just like stop everybody. And if I don't see them, if I see them stepping out of line at all, I want to tell people like, Hey, quit that. And I want to just give people like a lecture on how to live life and how are what I've found in my life that, you know, has helped me so much and be like, you need to quit doing this and get your priorities straight. And I feel like that's like that's like that forcing your beliefs onto other people, and that's something I shouldn't do. And I don't I don't actually really ex- execute that kind of stuff, but I think it. And the fact that I think that like it just I feel like if you were to see me, like if you were to someone were to be like watching me from afar, like in the gym or where I'd be if I'm doing something like that, you'd probably know. Like you could probably just see like the emotion in me, and I hate that because I'm like that. What if someone sees that but they don't? But I don't ever know that, and that. They think that, wow, that guy's this or that, or, you know, I don't give that love off that I want to give. And instead, I've let somebody else's energy bring me down. And so it's recognizing that just because they're not where I am or just because they're not doing what I'm doing doesn't mean that I should judge them or doesn't mean they're doing anything wrong. And it doesn't mean that, I don't know, it's just kind of like, hey, uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And... I love to. I'll give you the answers and the message. Or I'll give you my message, and I'll be a messenger to you if you want. But at the end of the day, it's not my choice. It's not my choice what you do with that information. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yawning so much. You're burping. I gotta edit all these out, um, and these ums at times. But it's finding that true love and not smothering people, and not and allowing people to breathe and allowing people to say, "Hey, like you have that choice to do whatever you want." And just because it's not what I like doesn't mean. I'm going to judge you and doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, be rude to you because of that, because that's your choice and I can't control that. And sometimes it's, you have to learn for yourself. And if you're ready to take an advice from somebody or you're willing to, 
awesome and commend you know props to you for being open-minded or humble and not being arrogant but um even me like i have a hard time i have a hard time sometimes if people try to do that to me because like i'm i'm like well i can help and i have a lot of answers but blah, 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 blah. it's like when people who are the helpers always never want to be helped and it's like i'm not above help i'm worthy of help too i'm worthy of assistance that doesn't make you weaker or lesser than anything it's hard for people to accept help it's hard for people to accept change and move with life and truly appreciate the things that are happening around them and so uh these are things i try to remind myself and constantly be practicing and a lot all that again comes from now you know when you are present in this moment it's easier to be calmer because you're not worried or upset um or brought down by things in the past or future and those things aren't even real to begin with. It all revolves around now. I heard someone said like they went to a uh, oracle or they went to someone to like read their future, and they had. Oh God, dude, I don't know why I'm yawning so hard. Hopefully, I actually sleep tonight, but who knows? I gotta go like try and kill myself at the gym to get a good workout, and and uh, come home more tired and relaxed. But where was I? <laughs> oh. They they read their like their past and their future lives or something like that. I think it was their past and they elaborated or whatever. But it was saying like how they had multiple, they had different past lives whenever they got the same reading or something like that. And it was like all of these things are relative based on now. The kind of cycle and mindset you're in is going to determine what you were and what you will be. All of that comes from right now. And so that was such a fascinating thing to hear. And that may not make much sense. And maybe I'm not wording that properly, but it's like. It's you don't have to worry about like everything that you're worried about is all based on right now. Everything you're worried about is all based on right now. Truthfully, if you look at the source of it. So, if you're worried about being uh, not being successful in the future, then what are you doing right now? What are, what has been your priorities? Uh, if you're worried about what you were, that means that you're probably if you're worried about like if you're still holding like this is a good example of the past at least. Um, if you're holding like a grudge over yourself and this is something I do, like, I think I read somewhere that like when you hold, if you are, uh, judging a lot of other people or holding like guilt, shame, fear, or anything towards anything, anyone else or anything happening in your life, it means there's probably something in your life that you're still attached to and not forgiving yourself of. And so I've tried to be present and really sit with myself and, and when I write my affirmations and reminding myself that, Hey, I forgive others around me. I forget those who have hurt me. I forgive those and truthfully, the people that are your enemies are your devil's advocate, where I feel like those are the people that are teaching you things if you truly allow them to or look for that lesson inside of it. They may not realize it, but they're in your life to be a, a lesson and mine, me to other people or who, whatever. But um, forgiving them because and, – and it's uh, one, to spread that love, but two, to realize that when you are holding a grudge or any kind of hatred towards somebody – you are only hurting yourself. And one, that is a lot of energy you're losing and draining all on negative things. And two, it is just holding you back from being more, from having more, from being more, from, from whether it's blessings, opportunities, love, joy, what all of them. And so realizing that you have no need to hold a grudge and letting go of that, it's not gonna, you're not, it's too much pride or it's too much this or that. It's not going to hurt you to lose that. It's actually going to benefit you significantly. And you're not being soft. You're not being weak. You're being strong in that because the weakest people, it's like, a, I think it's, what does they say? The loudest person is the weakest person in the room or something like that. Like 
people like in the art of war the last line of defense or measurement of approach to take is actually fighting if you can avoid war at all costs physical war then do it it's not worth it like they said there's like a there's a great deal of karma or there's a great deal of something of like a there's a great deal of you know there's blood on your hands you know literally and you know the the, the metaphor for it or whatever of you know you have that that blood's on your hand not mine or your hands not mine you know like i you chose to do that and so if you can avoid that and putting yourself through that and bringing it on yourself your nation or whatever by all costs i would do it because as much as you think that war or you really uh, putting someone down or, or killing them or killing their, you know, defeating them in battle is going to send a message or a fight or whatever it may be. It's not worth it. You know, that's the, that comes back to the pleasure and pain. One side has pleasure from it, one side has pain. And that's not true happiness or joy. That's not worth it. It's not at all. You know, I think when I, when I get really frustrated with somebody or whatever, I think about you know, I, I don't really, like, I wrestled and I did a lot of stuff and I love to learn to, um, like, do more MMA stuff, like jiu-jitsu or kickboxing or just stuff like that and boxing, um, if I can continue to keep my neck in good shape to handle it. But, you know, I think about, there's, like, I, I there's, everyone has the fear of getting in a fight with certain people or what would happen, the what-ifs, and then other times you want to fight people because you're just so in a rage and you want to let that out and if somebody disrespects you or whatever that ego and that pride really comes out sometimes and you think that i'm going to send a message right now and i'm going to do this and this to this guy you know uh when you see people just get brutal with people and i think you know ever i being real like this is like i feel like i'm on some kanye like i thought about killing you type vibes today like the song of like it's not a threat it's me just really saying how i felt and it's like the beautiful, the most beautiful thoughts are always next to the darkest. And I love the beginning of that song for how he's so open and willing to say that, even though people, it's like people say, don't, don't say this, don't say that, but just say it out loud just to see how it feels. And that's another thing too. It's like that true enlightenment doesn't come from you just suppressing negative thoughts, repressing them. You have to acknowledge them. You know, you have to acknowledge them. Don't, don't, don't encourage them, but acknowledge them, you know? understand them and see why they make you feel that way so you can find what it is you need to heal them the 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 craziest thing and coming back to the present is in the moment right here right now is where your problem is and where your solution is so again you have everything right now isn't that beautiful isn't that amazing that it may not seem like it externally in the form and what's around you but truthfully everything is right here and so if you think that if you have if you're trying to fill a void materialistically or externally it's never going to work you know that void's always going to be there in a different shape or form if you never make amends or understand the cycle of a relationship and the kind of maybe toxic traits you have or certain characteristics that you haven't quite healed in yourself yet that will never go away until you address that just cuz you remove the the this person or this specific circumstance this time it's going to come back in a different form just because you have all these money, this money now, you're still going to find something you're missing in some other way that isn't money or that's more than how much you have now. And it's not going to bring you full happiness. But in the, the I thought about killing you vibes, it's like, you know, everyone, ha- I, I have these thoughts a lot. I won't speak for other people. I know everyone has these feelings, whether they say it or not. So if I'm just being honest and healing myself. And if you want to keep lying to yourself, I can't control that. And I'm, I'm sorry for you. But 
I have thoughts all the time of, you know, it's like, like, I love my, like when Kanye says, I've, and I've thought about killing myself and I love myself way more than I love you. So best believe I thought about killing you today. And I listened to some, um, I don't know, it was Amine. I know like an Amine is like, I love Dr. Whoever by Amine. And, you know, he says like, I've thought about suicide a hundred times. And it's like, I, I would never call myself suicidal and I wouldn't go too in depth on, uh, into this on here just cause like, I'm not trying to come across weird, but everyone has low moments, you know? Everyone has low moments, and you have moments where you just wish you had a break. And it doesn't mean dying. It doesn't mean giving up on life. But it's like, I wish I had an escape, having some sort of escapism. And that for people, you find that for people who aren't suicidal, um, or maybe even them too. You find this in everybody of some sort of drug, of some sort of like a game. You know, people, people may just lock themselves away and only play video games because then they can be whatever they want there. Or some people just want to numb that pain the best they can for a little bit of time so they go do a bunch of drugs or eat a lot or whatever that drug is for you. People think drugs, some people are so blind and think drugs are only substances like um, actual drugs uh, or pharmaceuticals or not even, people think that like schedule one drugs are different from pharmaceuticals or whatever. Everything's a drug, you know what I mean? Like everything, a lot of these things that you use for these, depending on the intention of that or even in general are drugs, you know, and, and uh, things that your body has reactions to or, or whatever. And so just because one person's drug may be smoking or drinking or doing crazier things or more intense things maybe is another person's um, gluttony and overeating to try and numb the pain of insecurities or numb the pain of sadness and depression they have inside themselves. And you're not really confronting that at that point, you know. You're not really letting that out and you're trying to hide from that and it's like uh i've been rewatching steven universe oh my gosh that show's so amazing i think i said this on the last podcast props to rebecca sugar for the amazing kind of songs and messages and consciousness she puts in that show in general i find so many cool lessons and just a it's a fun atmosphere same with adventure time but um i was watching clips of the finale of steven universe future or whatever it is that like the ending ending of the full series and it's like, uh, Steven gets to a point to where, for those who don't know, Steven is this like weird merge of like a human and what's called a crystal gem, which are like these weird, like humanoid looking things, uh, cool, cool designs or whatever. But basically his mom that made him left behind, it's like his karma, I guess like either his karma or his like ancestral karma. It's like, or your family karma, like there's generational curses that you're born into that, you like everyone in their life like Kendrick talks to this talks about this on his new album too and it's healing a lot of these curses like there's your personal karma and then there's the things that you're born into with your family and he's born into like while there's he heals so much of it with one a lot of love and attention and truly just trying to be loving and present and two he's just born into like a broken family in a lot of ways and a lot of things around him and so he's forced to try and like I don't know if reconcile is the right word but like approach that and handle it in the right way but after a certain point when he gets so old he starts having like like he gets to the point where he's had such a traumatic childhood and been close to death or close to crazy things happenings to where now anytime anything slight happens i won't spoil the ending of it but anytime anything slight happens his body is reacting to it as if he's dying and i feel like that really hit home to me because it's like I feel like whenever whatever it is I've been addressing in like my pain bodies, my shadow, or just whatever it is I maybe have been recognizing or just ha- I've went through along my life from my 
like honestly in the in the present I wasn't worried about my brain cancer I had my priorities and I was more consumed in peop certain people around me at the time that I got lost in and uh, my priorities were maybe out of whack but I wouldn't trade it I guess I was okay where I'm okay where I am but even if it didn't hit me at the time maybe it still had it probably still had a lingering effect on me traumatically and just from you know my brain being operated on and twice and uh, it's like now I'm starting to see that like anytime I see a challenge and maybe this is where I get that fear from sometimes like the world around me is like or that worry or that anxiety will creep up where like I I have a moment where it pops up and then in that moment it feels like everything's ending like when I come home or whenever I have it if I'm sitting at home or whenever I'm at and that it pops up I start looking at everything and I'm like oh my gosh the world's falling apart and and then I come back to earth essentially and I'm like why was I my life is still so great. Why did I let that get so out of hand of thinking that in a sense I was dying? Like not literally, but like everything was falling around me. Everything was crumbling and, and turning to shit. And it's not. And and it's learning to take that and breathe and say, and, and, and this is where it's really important for you to have a good support system around you if you can help it. But also know that you are your own support too. And you have to love yourself. And you have to really... No true self-love through your healing and through your journey of accepting yourself and this is and i say this is again like, like i said earlier these are all things that i'm doing for myself so that's why i say it like that um sorry i just looked at the time wow this has went on pretty fast actually and i think i guess we get to a pretty natural point after a certain amount of time but um yeah knowing that everything truthfully is okay and we are exactly where we should be and the minute you think you aren't is the only time you ever will be all that whenever you start feeling like everything's wrong that's the only thing that really is wrong is the fear the fear of fear uh and denzel curry's if tomorrow's not here he's like i write down all of my worst fears fear of life fear fear of life fear of death fear of something something he's like the only real fear i should have is fear itself and that's such a beautiful line uh is is because like there's really nothing to fear in this life except for when you actually have fear. And I wouldn't say I shouldn't say fear that, but like you don't want that. There's really no reason to have fear for worry or anything cuz that is one that's all an illusion of the ego. And you're not your body. You're not anything. You people think when they're dying, they think cuz their ego, they think it's them. And I think in Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, it's like you want to die before you die. <laughs> so you can enjoy that, enjoy it more. Or I don't know how, I don't know exactly why, whether it's for like a re, like a karma or like reincarnative like process thing or whatever. But like you want to, you want to have like the death of your ego and the death of your mind and all these other things before you actually do die. So you can understand what truly is death. And I, I'll end it here, I guess. But I feel like a lot of people look at death as such a like depressing and sad process. And maybe it is for some, you know, and I, I even especially if you don't maybe get to leave on the best terms that you'd like. I know when my grandmother passed away when I was in middle school, I was, I got checked out of school to go see her. Uh, and she passed away minutes, I think, before I got there, which really broke my heart because I didn't get to visit her a lot. Cause I always, and that was the first family death I had. And so, like, I, and I was just a kid, but I didn't think I didn't think um, she was ever going to really die. I was like, she's overcome it before. She can do it again. And so I never gave her the time of day that I really probably should have. But that brought to my attention, though, a lot of things now. And so for that, I am that... I have that lesson now and you know people get so upset about it because it's a part of them they get attached you know 
and, and labeling. And, I, and I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't cry because someone dies. It's okay. Sometimes it's hard. You, uh, I think I think it's, um, uh, this is another Kendrick song. I'm just referencing song. But this is where I find so much of my wisdom. And that's why I like Conscious Artist. Um, he says, uh, I think, I don't know if it's the heart breaks in ways the mind can't figure out or the heart works in ways the mind can't figure out, but both are the same. And it's, you know, at the end of Midnight Gospel in the last episode when he's talking to his mom, I was like, well, how do you understand? What do you say or what do you do whenever you can't find the right words or blah, blah, blah to handle such a tough pain? And, and his mom said, you cry. You cry. And that's okay. Cry- crying's a beautiful thing too. It's okay to cry sometimes. It's okay to not always be okay. It's just not getting stuck there. But like when I was depressed, I couldn't cry. I had such a hard time crying. And that made me want to cry even more, but I couldn't. But crying is such a beautiful thing because it releases so much emotion and it and, and expresses yourself. And that's why I love art because I am an expressive person. I am animated. So I this is a beautiful and therapeutic. It's such a mutual process because I get to give things to others and through that I give myself something. And it helps me give back and it helps me teach myself as well and get receive. I'm giving and receiving simultaneously. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, but death is really not a big deal in the sense of like in the physical sense because we truly never die. If you're religious, you believe that there's that this body in some way, shape, or form is in our forever home. And so in the same sense that whenever we die, we are not doing anything but transitioning. The consciousness never the consciousness is always here. Uh, energy, the law of energy or whatever it is, like uh, conservation of energy is like energy cannot be created nor destroyed, but transferred or uh, transitioned or whatever. So, and you are your, you are the energy inside of you. You are not your body. You are not your mind. You are not your thoughts. These are my beliefs, at least. So if it doesn't, if it doesn't sit well with you, you don't have to believe it. You can do whatever you want. But, um. Thank you guys for listening. This is a little bit of a longer podcast than I usually do, and I'm kind of like, I don't want to go over the hour mark because I didn't expect to talk this much. But yeah, I hope you guys got something from this. And this was a big reminder to myself, and I hope my subconscious takes away a lot of beautiful things from this podcast as well. Hope y'all can take away something from it. Hope you got something from it. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming out and making it this far. A burp to end it on. I won't cut that one out. That was genuine. I tried to down a whole smoothie before this, so it's just been coming up. Or the burps have been coming up, not the smoothie. But, okay, to try to put it on a lighter note. Um, Thank you guys so much. And I love each and every one of you. And I love getting the chance to make this. This has been beautiful. I will see you guys next time I talk to you. Until then... Try and discover yourself. Try and learn something. Try and practice some stillness and disconnect from the things around you to really understand your values and cleanse yourself and self-healing. I wish you all nothing but the best. Um, And I'll see you all next time. I love you all.